Hi, it's Wes Johnson and John St. John. And we're here for GGR Pirate Radio. Yeah, because they've got balls of steel. Yes, and we may take those from you when we're done. We're just going to keep rolling into episode two. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh my. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> that just that, we, we experienced that, gentlemen. That was, that was a thing. Look, people can talk shit all they want about that song, but everybody loved that fucking song when it came out, okay? It's very catchy. Yeah. It was very catchy. I'm, he rhymed not, shit I am with not shit. Here. He literally rhymed shit with shit. I, like, in in true Ozzy Osbourne fashion, um, I am not going to sit here and pretend like I don't still occasionally listen to Limp Biscuit. I fucking do. That was that was like my fucking high school soundtrack. So singing to me. <laughs> it's like Fred's rap rocking just to me. <laughs> uh yeah. the difference is I grew up and realized that it's not okay to just break stuff. <laughs> That is that is a, a good message. <laughs> my day keeps going this way. I just might break something tonight. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, it's not good. It's not. It's bad. It's unhealthy. You should probably see somebody and speak to them about your rage and anger issues. Like we can talk about this. This is a safe place for you to talk. We're here no, for you. Fred, man, bro, it's cool. How long has it been since you washed that hat? Like. <laughs> It's not healthy. You're showing a lot of signs that you, you need help. And if you need help, we're here. And and I guess it would be nice <laughs> if I could touch your body in a friendly hug. Can I do that? I know not everybody has got a hug like mine. Yes, I True. just did that. I don't know why I did that, but here we are. Never changed you, you, you saw an opportunity and you took it. And I I'm ran with it. Pounced like the mighty puma. <laughs> How dare you judge me? <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to episode two of At the Diner. Please GGR. leave that in. I, oh, oh, I'm definitely gonna leave it in. We don't have <laughs> formal intros and outros anymore. Who the fuck cares? It's quarantine, baby. There's no rules. Um, we're into episode two, guys. We're still talking DC fandom. Uh, I've got guests, and I want to introduce them in the most courteous and kind way that I possibly can. Uh, we've got in the co-hosting seat because we need to do this because apparently I fucked it up last time. If I'm Captain Kirk and I'm sitting in the captain's chair, my second in command would be MC Spock to my to my right. I would also have Dr. James Rambo McCoy. <laughs> and then we also have newest member of our crew who just beamed over today, came to help us with this show. Uh, her name is Raven Smith. I'm, I would say Ensign, but that seems disrespectful. So I'm, I'm thinking we're giving you a field grid promotion to at least Lieutenant. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. What was, uh, what was her position? Well, I mean, in the original series, she was a Lieutenant, but by the time we get to like the movies, they're like all captains and shit, because that makes Captain a lot of sense. Shit. Everybody's just hanging out. Everybody's a captain. Just throw them shits out. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I am... I'm fine with that. Federation Admiralty just making it rain. Captain, <laughs> captain, captain, captain. <laughs> also, I, I feel like I didn't get the chance to to pick uh, 
between Lando or, or oh, Lando yeah. in the last in the last episode, and I thought about it, and I realized that I am not cool enough to be either one of them. <laughs> so I would like to be R two D two. What's up? Look, look, let's let's be real here. R two D two is the real hero of that series. <laughs> Because when they land on Cloud City, it ain't Luke that saves the day because Luke like gets in there and gets his hand chopped off like a punk. And who saves the day by fixing the hyperdrive on the Millennium Falcon? Motherfucking R2-D2. Yeah, it's true. Like a goddamn G. <laughs> like a G, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I love I love MC Brooks. I love me some MC Brooks. I love James Rambo. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fond of myself as well. Um, none of us are cool enough to be goddamn Lando Calrissian. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Yeah, Billy D. Williams Very would be fair. like, I'm sorry, none of you are cool enough to be me. Let me get another Colt 45. <laughs> so <laughs> that buttery voice just I know. He's like, Well, 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 what have we here? <laughs> oh, stop, Lando. <laughs> as you as you giggle like a schoolgirl, like <laughs> he looked at me. Yeah. Well, hello. <laughs> you truly belong uh, here amongst the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> who says that shit and gets away with it? Fucking Billy D. That too. <laughs> Alternate universe Two Face. <laughs> Dude, wasn't there at one point? Didn't they do? And I've got two fucking comic book experts here. This is a goddamn glorious day. Didn't they start doing a like a Batman '89 series where they basically continued that? Where like there it was, was a hitch. Oh, it was a, they never they never actually did it. Joe, no, they Joe, did not. I, I can't remember who who wrote who was going to write it, but I know Joe Quinones was going to do the art. So originally, it was supposed to be uh, Kateless on writing and then Joe Quinones on art, but the pitch never got off the ground. Uh, but there is a it, it's not technically uh, the same pitch, but there's a similar thing. I know that there's going to be a a Harley Quinn, either it's a miniseries or like a DC label, a DC black label thing uh, called uh, Harley uh, Black, White, and Red, I believe, uh, where yes. he is getting to do some really awesome 80s style Harley outfits. And I've seen some of the pictures of them and they're just, they're gorgeous. They're just, they're just beautiful. Um, Dude's worth yeah. Just amazing, but it was gonna be so it was gonna be Keaton as Batman. It was gonna be, um, we were gonna get Billy D as Two Face. Oh yeah, no, and like you can see Joe Quinones' design. Yeah. For for the Billy D Williams Two Face online. If I it's if I remember correctly, awesome. wasn't it going to be Annette Benning as um as Poison Ivy? Um, give me one sec. Does that sound radio here, folks? <laughs> to the internet. Yeah. Does that sound right, though? If I can't find a visual for none of you to see. Uh, um, While Rambo's researching. Um, oh, 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 well, I don't know if they had a, a Poison Ivy picked out, but yeah. this was following on the heels of um, uh, Tim Burton wanted to do a third movie with Marlon Wayans as, yes. as, the, as yes. fucking Robin. Did you know that he still gets checks, like royalty checks for that? No shit. Did he have a bear yeah. play deal? He he still yeah. gets he still gets what? checks for playing Robin in a mo for a movie that never existed and and he never even put on the fucking Robin suit. That is hysterical. That's amazing. Yeah, 
Like, good job, dude. I know. Wait, yeah, I know. Like, that's that's some. G, you want to talk about some G shit right there? That's it. Like, I'm still getting paid from shit I didn't even do. <laughs> I wasn't I'm even in my life wrong. Movie. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, right. But that, yeah, like that's some like crazy fucking Mandela effect shit, where like the lines got crossed between universes, and he's getting like the alternate Marlin's checks. Meanwhile, like the other realities, Marlon Wayans is fucking pissed super irritated <laughs> constantly calling warner brothers me like where the fuck is my money wow. they're like dude <laughs> i can show you hundred thousand dollars you get a hundred thousand dollars hundred thousand dollars yeah and that that doesn't even include that doesn't even include the royalty checks that was just a flat out wait so how so he's getting <laughs> for batman forever he was supposed no. to be in uh, Tim Burton's Batman Returns as Robin. Oh, it was Batman Returns. Yeah, See, yeah. I thought it was for Batman Forever. No, Ew. no, because when when Schumacher took over, Schumacher did his own his whole own thing. Like everything was was his own. You know, I mean, because I mean, he's Joel Schumacher. Everything has to be a certain way. You know, I mean, for better or for worse. He's a particular um, man. He is. A, he has a very particular sensibilities about things, but um. Yeah, like it. It was. It's just like an interesting little tidbit, as we all tend to know in the nerd geek world. We all have the, these little things that we all know, where it's like, yeah, I know this really, really very specific nerdy thing, and that's that's one of the things that I know. Um, I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, that is that is solid. I'm I sent gonna, the uh, yeah. for everybody listening. Uh, I sent the the um, teaser art that Kenyonis did for the pitch to the uh to our our ggr chat um and yeah it's uh who is the who's the who's the mousy girl next to commissioner gordon i'm assuming that's barbara gordon right i assume barbara like just based on the i'm not sure he he might not have uh they might not have done any specific casting um i mean if it's burton it's probably christina ricci Quite possibly. Except this would have been like 1991, 92, so she would have been like, I don't know, all of nine years old. Nah, I'm well, not sure. You say that like Batman would not enlist another child to fight <laughs> forever war. Come on, children, let's fight crime. Yeah. Five Robins plus the signal. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. All right, so let's let's jump in. Let's finish up our our, our DC um, fandom conversation. I want to talk about Wonder Woman, uh, and then what I want to do is I want to get into some of the other stuff here because there's been a lot of talk about what Batman actually is, and there are a lot of dipshits that love uh. telling people what Batman is and what he isn't, and it gets really fucking old. And like I'm just I'm kind of tired of hearing it. So I want to hear from some people that actually know what the fuck they're talking about. And like can reference like, hey, I can reference this comic or I can tell you why it's not this way because I'm not an idiot. So that's where we're going to go with this a little bit. Um, so let's jump in. Let, let's talk about Wonder Woman. MC, give me kind of the, what, what we learned about this um, in the trailer other than just like, hey, there's a new trailer. Uh, well, we got our full Cheetah reveal, which is pretty awesome. Yes. Um, there, I mean, I probably need to rewatch the. I probably need to rewatch the trailer because I haven't seen it since. Uh, since that, since Saturday, but the, uh, just in general, the uh, the panel itself was 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 pretty awesome. Um, it didn't do much in the in the in the ways of like revealing any new information. It, it, it mainly just talked about kind of behind the scenes stuff. And then we got the the trailer reveal, and the trailer looks awesome. And I, I feel like 
I need this movie out already. Like I, I wish this pandemic <laughs> hadn't happened so that I could have I could I could have already have binged this movie like two or three times already because the I, I love the gold suit uh, on Wonder Woman that she looks amazing in that all the scenes in D, in uh, that they filmed here in DC look pretty awesome. I, I still don't know how Steve Trevor's back, but I'm, I really kind of want to know why. And him uh, being really confused about modern technology is just the kind of humor that I need right now. So, um, I'm yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really excited to uh, um, to, to to see it. The trade the trailer looked pretty awesome. I know some uh, some people were kind of uh, kind of talking trash about che- how Cheetah looks and, and some of the filmography and whatnot, but whatever. The, the, like the film looks good. I, I have full faith in Patty Jenkins as a director considering how good the first film was and uh with this being probably the final period piece uh since think uh because they're doing a third wonder woman and the third one's going to be modern day dceu um I'm, I'm really curious to see just kind of what they where they end with this and what diane is doing as they lead to the eventual sequel yeah and you know I'll, one of the things that i'll say is there was one line in particular that I really loved. Like, first off, seeing Kristen Wiig turn into Cheetah was awesome. But, like, at one point, Gal Gadot looks at, looks at her, and they're about to fight, and, he go, and she goes, oh, Barbara, what have you done? Like, that sold it. I was like, this is, that's Wonder Woman. Like, she's not like, I'm here to kick ass. She, she's, like, still compassionate, but also a badass, and she will ruin your shit. Like, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm excited about, is that we're going to see more of this like we're, we're gonna we get to see this person who we all thought could handle this role well and she's getting to do it and i'm just i'm i'm excited like it that's I, i'm just gonna keep saying that over and over again other than like <laughs> um i need more of how does it feel just like on a constant loop all the time <laughs> just like whenever i do stuff just so i can just bob my head home like making scrambled eggs or something like i just need that song all the time raven give us your take on what we saw with Wonder Woman 84. So I was a huge fan of the first movie. And as somebody that wasn't always the biggest Wonder Woman fan, like, it, that, that means a lot. Like, full disclaimer, I don't usually cry when it comes to, to movies or television because I have a, a, a tiny, tiny, shriveled husk of a heart. <laughs> uh, but I teared up at the scene when she's walking across like no man's land in the first movie. And I was watching it with a bunch of friends that did, don't have any real affection for comics. Like they don't really care about it. And they're sitting there watching me get all choked up in the theater. And they're like, are you okay? What's happening? Are you, it's, it's like nothing happened. She did. She's not going to get shot. It's fine. And I'm sitting there Let going, you don't understand let me have my goddamn possible. moment. Right. So like, she is very beautiful to me. And uh, so I have been super hyped for this movie and the fact that it kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back just would, it was so depressing. And when I saw that they were going to be filming uh, here in D.C., uh, I got super hyped about it because you see, you know, Hirsch horn and everything and it was like yeah it's real cool so i i was already on board with watching this movie uh that said i am frustrated with the internet because 
it has it I won't say that it has ruined the the cheetah reveal for me so much as I have to now wrestle with the fact that the internet's like why doesn't she look like the cats in cats Ugh. and uh. That frustrates me so much because I'm just like, look, we all had to deal with that fever dream last Christmas. Let it go because I don't want to ever think about it again. And now I had no idea what Cheeto was going to look like, but I love Kristen Wiig. I think she is hilarious. And I was really down to see her do something like somewhat dramatic. I thought that it was going to be really, really interesting and a stretch for her. Because I know she's done a few other dramatic roles, but this was a different kind of dramatic, if that makes kind of sense. Um, yeah, it does. I think that it, it's already a slam dunk. Like, I, I, I do not care. It, like, this, this movie could suck, which it won't. But it could suck, and I still wouldn't care, because <laughs> it, it looks fantastic. The music is great. Uh, Pat Jenkins has just been killing it. Uh, it's Chris Pine was so good in the last one that at first I was a little bit sad that they brought him back. But then I immediately snapped out of it because I realized, oh, wait, that means that we're going to get more great Chris Pine one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> and I was immediately just like, there's a reason that you're in the top three of the Hollywood Chris's. Uh, that that makes 100% sense. Well done, sir. So yeah, I'm here for it. I love the gold suit. I love that we're apparently going to see more of Themyscira. I am only just sad that, you know, we're not going to get uh, Chris Pine's assistant uh god her name escapes me from the from the first oh movie. etta yes we're not gonna get any more of etta candy because you know time jump and yeah, she is long dead she's super dead <laughs> i i hope that we at least like get a descendant or something of etta that would be nice like she you just see awesome. her kind of putting around in the mall just chilling like didn't they film uh in iverson mall or something uh, landmark oh. wasn't it in landmark oh. okay Landover. They went to Iverson Mall. Ooh. No, I, th I think they shot over at. Uh, I thought they shot over at Landover. Am I full of shit? I just wonder it was Landmark because Landmark's been like dead forever. Landmark Mall, Wonder Woman. Yeah, there it is. Landmark. Okay. Yeah, the abandoned Landmark Mall. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah okay. The one, like right there off of uh, 395. That makes more sense because I was just like, that could be fun. She's just chilling in a Walden books or something <laughs> and it, you just see her look up and she's like oh what's what's all this well gotta go back to my area dare novel okay but yeah no I'm I'm super super duper pumped for that and I I will wrap this up with one uh quick comic book store story regarding the first Wonder Woman movie so when it came out, uh, we got a bunch of the books and everything in. We made a nice display in the center of the store and it was all great. I was behind the register and this woman comes up our stairs through the door and she's just got like this 
this intense look in her eyes. And I'm like, uh, okay, I don't know what's happening. And she just kind of walks in. I'm like, hi, welcome to Phantom Comics. Uh, how can I help you? And she just kind of looks uh, looks down at the counter, then looks back at me and just goes, Wonder Woman. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> like she's Are a you? super, like she's a super villain there to fight you. Yeah. She, I, I was Where like, is okay. Diana Prince? Yeah. She was like wonder woman. And I was like, okay, uh, were you looking for something specific? Were you looking for, for merchandise, a book or some of like that? And she just goes, I just need wonder woman. <laughs> and I literally was just like, you have come to the right place, ma'am. Let me show you all our wonder women. And I swear to God, she walked out of there with probably at least like 70 bucks worth of trades. Cause that movie woke something up in her that day and she needed wonder woman. So mm -hmm. I was happy to provide her with said wonder woman. And you were there for it. Hot damn. <laughs> it, it was on it's honestly probably one of my all-time favorite customer interactions in the almost seven years of doing this <laughs> that was probably one of my favorites that's fantastic that is that is outstanding uh one of the things that really stood out in the trailer for me was the um it's and i'm not 100 like super super well versed with the comics like Wonder Woman for me will always be um, Super Friends. Like that's where I really first got exposed to Wonder Woman. Um, but can she actually ride lightning with her whip? That is from the comic. Okay, I figured it yes. was. Straight but that up looks fucking extra nerd shit. That looks dope as fuck. <laughs> by the way, like, what are you doing? I'm just riding lightning with my motherfucking whip. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> Don't like, mind dude, me. I'm yeah. gonna lasso this lightning bolt. Like a goddamn boss. Like, yeah, that was that was awesome. And like, I don't I don't know enough about Maxwell Lord other than he seems very similar to Lex Luthor in a way, like power hungry douchebag. Oh, oh man, <laughs> give me some more. Go ahead, okay, Rambo. I know so you're chopping I, at the big I buddy. Can, I can I can tell you. I'm happy to tell you about the character, and I'm also happy to tell you about a buddy of mine's fan theory that might. It, it's wrong to say spoiler because it's it's he hasn't seen the movie. None of us have seen the movie. Yeah. But his theory is going to make so many if if they actually do what he thinks they're going to do, it is going to make people so excited for this heartbreaking movie. So uh, background on Max Moore Lord. Max Lord uh, was the in the comics. He was the the manager for the Justice League International uh, back in the 80s. Uh, JLI, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, was the more comedic, funnier Justice League. So uh, introduction of Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, um, Guy Gardner getting punched in the face by Batman, that's from Justice yeah. League International. Um, <laughs> and it is a literal one panel, single punch fight. Uh, <laughs> it is... Uh, uh, it, it, it builds for like for like seven issues and, and Batman finally just slugs him and lays him out cold. Um, nice. So uh, um, flash forward, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, Max, so Ma Max had powers. Max had uh, superpowers, but they were really low level psychic powers um, to the point where he could like he could influence people, but not like a whole lot. And if he did any more than that, he would get an instant nosebleed. So, you know, you fast forward a couple of years, there's this great meta reveal that 
Max isn't the like used car salesman, you know, shrewd schmoozy guy that he pitched uh, himself to be. Max is actually uh, a world player on the supervillain stage, um, like pulling strings uh, uh, that people don't even know are attached to stuff. Um, the meta part of that reveal is Max has been using Max was using his powers, uh, um, which are way more intense than people think they are for literal years so that even within the DC universe, that team, that justice league team seemed like a joke. Um, because he was like setting things up to, to come to power. He's the, uh, uh, there's a, um, there's an entire organization called checkmate and he is the black King of checkmate. Um, it's, uh, it's real bad. He's doing, going to do some awful shit. Uh, uh, this is a story from years ago. Um, and he's just taking, taking control of Superman. Wonder Woman, uh, catches Max, wraps him up in the lasso, says, how can I stop you? And he says, the only way you can stop me is to kill me. And so she breaks his neck. Um, wow. Yeah, it was, it was, this was like one of the, the sort of final, final stories that happened before a story called Infinite Crisis. Um, and uh, incidentally, Max had cameras trained on her that were being broadcast worldwide. So the entire planet sees Wonder Woman kill this guy. Um, Oops. Yeah, womp womp. Uh, um, so, so that's Max Lord. Um, you know, he, 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 he was like kind of a, a fun, you know, at worst creepy character uh, who became like full on hardcore supervillain to the point where like, I don't need, I don't need the attention this garners. I just want the actual power. So my buddy will put forward this theory uh, that I am equal parts, very excited to see if they have the fucking guts to do it. And also uh, um, really worried because it would be so sad. Uh, um, Max's powers are psychic. He has telekinesis, or not telekinesis, he has, he's, he's telepathic, and he can make people see things that aren't there. Oh, no, don't uh, say what yeah. I think you're going to say. <laughs> no! What if Steve isn't there oh, at all? Oh, you son of a bitch! And Man. That's just that, making that was my theory. think that. <laughs> yeah. That was just, <laughs> just to fuck with Diana, and he's... Oh, and he's that powerful that he can make it seem realistic, where he's like, why are you making me wear a fanny pack? Isn't this hilarious? And we're all like, it is hilarious. And then he's like, it was all fake. And we're all like, you, oh. These are just trailers. So we're getting quick cuts of things. But the one thing we haven't seen yet is we haven't seen Steve interact with anybody but Diana. It's true. And, like, this could go much, much larger than... Uh, than just like a single person. There's honestly nothing to say that at a certain point toward the end, the movie cuts and Diana has taken like a single step toward Max in his office. And the entire thing's been in her head. And isn't he like the president of the United States? Isn't that how they're pitching, like, pitching him? Kind of like a Reagan-esque There's character? There's a scene where he's, he's standing at the podium, um, but I don't think he's... He, I think they're doing the like... You know, cr- you know, a uh, 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 cheesy corporate businessman. Oh, he's um, he's your Gordon Gecko from. Wall yeah, okay. exactly. Um, they're, yeah, they're they're play, Max fits very well in that '80s mindset because he was he was character from that time. Um, 
created with it. Like when I say used car salesman, like that is him to a T, at least the persona that he put forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, uh, that would be fucking brutal. <laughs> God damn you, I mean, James Rambo. God damn you to hell. <laughs> that would that would honestly be a game changer if they if they psyched out everyone thinking, oh yeah, he somehow survived that that giant explosion and he and hasn't he, aged a day and. Himself. And he fell through a rift in time, and now they get to go make out by the by, by the Washington Monument. It's wonderful, yay! Oh, God, oh, and like he's, he's right about to fight Cheetah, and Max just kind of steps out, and he's like, "Oh, you thought you were gonna have a happy ending?" And Steve oh. just like starts bleeding, and then falls down dead. God damn it! And then Rambo. disappears. <laughs> They they just dust him like in uh like an Avengers oh, yeah. <laughs> like an Endgame yeah. <laughs> or Infinity War yeah I, and I don't yeah. feel so good oh <laughs> oh man and I don't feel so good oh, oh man that's <laughs> fucked up yeah that's pretty rough yeah but <laughs> also I mean that's a that's a ballsy move you I mean like you could do it. I don't know if it would be the best choice. Well, I don't think it would be the most happy choice that everybody would get, but it might be the best story choice. As much as we hate to admit it, you know, mm-hmm. like nobody wants to see Chris Pine die like that, but you know, it might be what's best for the story. So sorry, Chris, you got to go, buddy. Um, anybody else have any takes on the Wonder Woman stuff or, or can we move on to the, uh, the bigger stuff? Uh, um, I'm I've said, go ahead, man. No, you you got. I'm oh. effectively just going to uh, uh, echo what everybody else said. I'm really excited to see it. I'm yes. the 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 original teaser we got had some very uh, not so subtle digs at the current president, um, <laughs> which I really dug. It's there's no it's 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 not by coincidence that the the male villain in this movie has blonde hair. Um, and is wearing big, you know, chunky uh, power suits. Um, I think Patty Jenkins knows what the fuck she's doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Fun fact: the uh, the the scene that really broke Raven up, and and me, and anybody with a fucking heart, uh, seeing that seeing that movie for the first time. Um, that was the one Patty Jenkins had to go to the mat for, because Warner Brothers wanted to cut it. No reason to have that. It's she's not really doing anything. Um, we should get rid of it. No, you fucking morons. It's literally the movie distilled into a single scene. You know, actually, can I let me like real quick and, and then the floor is yours, Mr. Rambo. Sure, man. Um, as as a um, as a veteran, um, it took me a second because I haven't seen that movie in a while. But now I remember what scene you're talking about. That got me, too. But for yeah. a completely different reason than I think it got you guys. It got me because she was. <laughs> In 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 the army specifically, it, it's and and we oddly enough, Rambo, we were talking about this earlier today on the phone. Um, there are these like fantastic stories that they told, and like you read these these books of like heroism, and like these are the guys that you should be like, and and like you always think it's like propaganda. It's like yeah yeah, you know, be this soldier who's willing to die for some dumb shit. But like you research some of them, and it's true. These people doing these fantastic things, and that's what she was doing. She was crossing no man's land. 
unassisted, no gas mask, nothing. She was like, fuck this bullshit. I'm going across here. And everybody was like, hell yeah, let's follow her. Like, that's inspirational for anybody who's been in the military is a leader who leads from the front. And I was like, and it's goddamn Wonder Woman. That's hell yeah. Like I was, yeah, I, I, it took me a minute, but now I remember exactly what scene you're talking about. Yeah, that was the fucking no man's land sequence is, I mean, it's, if, if it hadn't already been called that, it would be the kind of thing you'd roll your eyes at, but it was literally called no man's land. It's, it's a fucking like, uh, 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 Lord of the Rings callback. It's I am no man. Like, (laughs) all right, fine. You motherfuckers don't want to do it. Let me handle this. Yeah, um, I got this shit. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Gagadot has done a fantastic job so far as Wonder Woman. Uh, I am both excited and nervous to see Chris Pine r- reprise his role for what oh, I, I know is going. I to am be now too. Thank you, Dick. <laughs> You're welcome, bud. Um, <laughs> what's that? James Rambo ruining everything. And shit? Uh, <laughs> um, um, guess what movie we're not seeing together. <laughs> I mean, and like Kristen, Kristen, yeah, Kristen Wiig looks fantastic, and and I, I'm excited to see her uh, do more dramatic stuff. Um, I I like also exploring the idea of someone who has never had any kind of like uh, um, like palpable attraction or or power, um, getting a taste for it and and going way overboard. Um, I I can't think of a better example, and please please correct me if you can think of a better one. But this scene, like the way they're playing her, it feels very much to me like um, almost like an incel, where she's this person who is sort of on the on the the uh, the fringe of society and, and doesn't really know um, like what her actual potential is, and she gets this little tiny taste of being something bigger and just goes nuts. Um, that's really fucking cool. That, and that, and that's, you know, Hey, when you have more than one female character, you can do expansive and interesting things with them. Who'd have thunk it? It's, um, what? I know weird, <laughs> wild shit. How what? dare that's you? Crazy. How dare you? <laughs> to, to quickly brush on it. And I'm not going to dwell on, it, I swear to God, but it's, it's this, it's the shit we're seeing in the news. It's somebody who has no power all of a sudden has power yeah and and wields it unnecessarily like with great power comes great responsibility they never got that speech yeah is it terrible that uh with both of you saying uh bringing this up it immediately made me think uh oh wow it's like in megamind (laughs) with the character (laughs) titan when he finally Mm -hmm. uh when he super gets to be uh he gets to be a superhero and it's only just so he can in, in, impress a lady, and then it goes sideways, and he loses his mind. Which, honestly, that's a perfect superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've never seen Megamind, you need to watch it. It's, oh, so, it's good. so good. It's so it's so good, and it never needs to have a sequel ever, ever, <laughs> <laughs> never, never, ever. Oh, I never. I never need to have a sequel. I never need to have a cartoon. I never need to have a video game. Nothing. I just, I am happy with that movie existing just as is because it's that's just kinda, so good. That's how I felt a little bit about the, um, about the first, um, Incredibles movie. 
is the first Incredibles movie was just a great flick. I was like, why do we need a sequel? I mean, other than like, cause Disney's like money. Um, but like, <laughs> yeah, it was just such a great standalone superhero flick all on its own. And then they were, yeah, I mean, the second one was okay, but like it was, it was, it was all right. But yeah, I, I felt the same way. Um, I want to talk about Batman because we only got a little bit of time here and I, I think we can all fit this in, in in the last few minutes that we have. There are so many people who just they seem to know Batman so well. They know exactly what the character is. They know exactly who he is. They know exactly what he's supposed to do. Um, but not only that, too. I mean, like we've we've talked about this before. There's people who wrote who wrote Batman, famous Batman comic books that don't know who the fuck Batman is. Uh, <clears throat> Alan Moore. Um, it. It frustrates me so much. In fact, like quick, you know, peek into reality for just a second, getting into a debate with somebody online about vigilanteism and talking about this piece of shit from Illinois who went to Wisconsin with his rifle and the guy defending him. And m mind you in the picture, guess what fucking superhero shirt he's wearing? Batman. Could it possibly be? I was I was I was gonna go Punisher, but okay, yeah, that makes sense too. Punisher, Punisher would have also made sense. It would have been a little darker, but yes, no. In this case, Batman, because everybody loves Batman because Batman doesn't have to follow the rules. Batman does what needs to be done, uh, right? Like, I'm I'm sick of that shit. Like, that's not who Bat. That's not the crux of Batman. It's the same thing that people have with Luke Skywalker. They completely miss the point of the character. It's, it's why so many people were pissed at The Last Jedi, because they're like, well, this isn't my Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker should be going in with, like, six lightsabers in each hand and slicing every single one of the First Order. That's not Luke Skywalker. It never has been. That's what you imagined him to be. And it's the same thing with Batman. That's not Batman. Batman is not, like, I'm going to go around and break the rules. No. Batman is fighting against crime and a corrupt police force. That's the problem. That's why he's going above and beyond the law. because Not because he doesn't feel that the law isn't just enough. He feels that it's too corrupt. And that who's working with him? Oh, fucking Jim Gordon. And what do they do? Clean up the goddamn police force. Like, it, it's... The two work together. They're not... It's not like you can't do your job, so I'm going to do mine. And like they, they they talk about that. That's the whole balance of Jim Gordon knowing it's this necessary evil, but not wanting to use it because it's like I have to go outside of my own system of law. And like nobody seems to get that. Um, and it, it's it's frustrating. It's the same people who were like Superman's boring. Like just shut up with your hot takes, man. Like I'm so over that shit. Um, Raven, I want to give you a chance since you are our guest du jour to this evening. Get, like, please, as somebody who works in the comic book industry, like, how do you deal with these fanboys coming in talking about how, like, well, you know, if Batman had enough prep time, he could probably beat Jesus in a fight. Like, you know, it wouldn't even be that big of a deal. Like, you know, him a, like, he'd have enough time to, like, construct, like, a cross or something, right? Like, so, yeah. so I like to think of... Like, I am very, very lucky in that for whatever reason, uh, my comic book store doesn't often get that particular brand of fanboy in it. I don't know why. We've, we've never really gotten it. But the, on the rare occasions that I do, I, I, I compare them, quite honestly, to the same types of nerds that say that... Goku from Dragon Ball Z could beat anybody in a fight because it's just <laughs> oh gosh she's our people guys she fits in with us because <laughs> it's just it's it's so narrow-minded but it also comes from a place of like yeah I understand that this character means a lot to you 
and as as such you believe that nobody can top them they're the greatest of all time uh it's it's amazing even though like at the end of the day batman is still like yeah you have the bat but he's also a man mm-hmm. like it's that batman is not impervious to to illness he's not impervious to like if you ran batman over with with a hummer like he's he's, <laughs> he's gonna get flattened like let's be real like the fact that he's best friends with superman is quite honestly that's that's almost a charity because let's think about it superman <laughs> if he ever really got annoyed with bruce like super annoyed with bruce he could literally yeet him into the sun <laughs> like, he could just be like, you know what? I have had enough flick and just go flying. I just imagine like <laughs> Bruce having this like inner monologue of like, you know, if Superman were ever to turn, I have this kryptonite ring and these kryptonite bullets. And like Superman, like he doesn't realize that he's actually like talking to himself. And like <laughs> Superman hears him and just like picks him up and just chucks him into the sun. He's like, I've had enough. Ah! <laughs> with your shit, Bruce. <laughs> he just he just full blown team rockets him, just flying <laughs> off again into the sun. And it's like, yes, Bruce Wayne is an incredibly smart individual. He knows all manner of fighting styles, and he's very tough, and he's very strong, and all of those things. They're great. They're great. But I. I think that it does the character a disservice when people automatically think that he is the be-all, end-all. He can fight anyone if you give him enough time and, like, an, an infinite amount of resources, he can do it. Like, yeah, anybody can do the thing. If they've been given enough resources and enough time to learn all manner of fighting styles and he's like basically like a mental genius it's great it's fine you can do that but i think one of the things that people forget about the character of batman and the character of bruce wayne is that there is a very human man in there a very human man that has never really been able to deal with his own issues before. And on the few instances that he actually, you know, kind of starts to scratch the surface of that, fanboys get annoyed because they're like, what? What do you mean he's trying to be introspective and figure out his own drama? <laughs> that means that I have to do that too, and I don't want to. And it's just... Like, that seems like work. Man, yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I just want to go and fling batarangs at people and and make out with Catwoman and and punch poor people in the face. Like, <laughs> oh man, come on! Man. A mentally ill person dressed like a clown. Can't I just beat him up again and break his arm? Yeah, and it's like <laughs> for every for every fanboy out there, I I. I want to say, yes, they are comic book fans. I don't want them to come after me on Twitter or something. But, like, for everyone that I've ever interacted with that it, or that, has, that I've seen that has acted that way, it makes me think, like, 
nobody would ever realistically want to be Batman. He's not a happy man. He he only really has like what five friends, and those <laughs> friends. <laughs> Most of them are just by like they're they're like well he's got a lot of money and I got a place to live so yeah and like most of his friends like the real ones like they're also like his his coworkers when you think about it and or they they work for him and so and it's like I just picture like back in the day like when you had MySpace and you had to pick your top eight like Bruce yeah. can't fill out his top eight because he's only got like five. Like, and they're, they're all co-workers and, and, and Alfred. <laughs> yeah. And I think, because there, there are plenty of fantastic Batman stories. Like, one of my all-time favorites is, is The Long Halloween, because it's real good. Um, but on the whole, you have a very broken man that tries to piece himself back together to exact vengeance and and revenge on a world that took something from him when he was a very young child and yeah it's like you can always say like oh well if alfred just got him a therapist he'd be fine yeah maybe but at the same time that doesn't make for good storytelling yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> like, and Bruce Wayne got a therapy session. The end. Yeah. Like, there are so many superheroes that could be undone by just going to counseling. So many, so many villains could be undone if everybody had access to a therapist or some kind of specialist, somebody to get to like talk to them. And. I feel like when it comes to situations like with the, when there's a new Batman movie or there's a new Batman comic or something, people automatically say, well, all right, this is going to be the be all end all version of Batman and he's going to be the best and like the biggest badass and it's going to be great. And he, he and the Joker are going to go for a million zillion rounds and it's, it's going to be amazing. And they're going to write about it in history books. And it's just like, no man, like, it doesn't have to be that way. You can tell different stories about this man. There's a reason Batman has been around for 80 years. And it's because he has evolved over time. Like I said in, in the last episode, like my, my first interaction of, with anything Batman-related was watching old reruns of, of the Adam West show. And I know that there are a lot of people that prior to Adam West passing away, would constantly just bag on that version of it. Because they'd be like, oh, that's not Batman. That's really corny. It's stupid. Look it at was it. Batman. It was yeah. the first Batman. Like, that's... Yeah. Like, that, like yeah. they would look at it and they would say, oh, that's really corny. And even, like, the version of the Joker is really stupid. Which... So at that point, I just start windmilling my arms because I'm like, how dare you insult <laughs> Cesar Romero in my house? <laughs> Cesar Romero was such a badass that he all, put the cloud makeup on over top of his mustache. Didn't even shave because he was yeah. like, fuck that noise. I'm Cesar Romero. Yeah. He's like, I'm Cesar Romero. You can pry this mustache off of my cold, dead face. <laughs> uh, but Cesar, we need you to shave. No, I don't think so. 
I think you put the mega bono over that. Do you picture him smoking a cigarette while he does that too? Like, no, Absolutely. I, 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 don't, 100%. I don't think so. Yes. And it, it, it's one of those things where it's like different writers bring different things to that character. Um, and I think that's important. One thing that unfortunately, like with situations with the with the Punisher or Deadpool or the Joker or things like that, the characters that certain subsections of comics readers or, or comics fans will latch on to, it, it, it'll become distorted. And I feel like, yeah, that's, that's your right. You can see whatever you want in in these characters, but for Batman in particular, it, it's it does a disservice. Yeah. Like, yeah, you say, you know, he he's the smartest, he's the bravest, he's the toughest, and stuff like that. Well, Batman started out as the world's greatest detective. If you take away the batarangs and you know the shark repellent and the Batmobile and all that stuff. <laughs> He's a private. He's a private investigator. If he wasn't rich, like, can you imagine a broke Bruce Wayne doing the stuff that he does? That would honestly be really, really cool. Just, I would, yeah, I would be totally into that because, yeah, I mean, like, think about like a like a low budget Batman. Like, he has to solve all the stuff off of just his his wits and knowledge alone. Like, um, Rambo, uh, let's get writing. Come on, let's let's do this. <laughs> I, <laughs> there are a lot of angles there. Um, I, first of all, everything, everything Raven said, um, I, my take on it is, is less, um, about the, the powers and abilities of, of that character. I mean, like the bat gods, you know, concept can be fun. Um, it's, I mean, actually, you know what? No, that, that, that actually dovetails perfectly into what I wanted to talk about. Um, Batman as a character, as as very eloquently said, uh, among other things, has been around for 80 years. And 80 years is a long damn time. Um, you can get a lot of different interpretations. If, if it was only a single comic a month, you know, for for 12, 12 months a year times 80, that's a lot of books. Um, but you're talking multiple appearances across multiple books across, you know, by multiple creators. So you're going to get a lot of different uh, interpretations. You know, the very first Batman stories, he carried a gun. <laughs> and he, he carried a gun and said things like, I hope this doesn't blow me up <laughs> when he would shoot at gas tanks and shit. Um, and then you get, you know, you, you, a lot of the stories would, would, would change, you know, the character would change as dictated by the type of story that needed to be told. When the comics code came in, you had to, you know, the 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 kind of stories you had to tell, uh, you were able to tell, you know, got shifted. So you couldn't do as many crime stories anymore. So you start getting weird, crazy shit, like Batman on alien planets fighting dinosaurs. Um, oh. You know, the Batman of Zergen R and, and uh, uh, you know, Batman with like the, you know, rainbow costumes and all kinds of wackadoo shit. And a lot of that ended up becoming the the Adam West uh, Batman series. You know, for the for the time, that's a pretty accurate representation of what that character was. Yeah. Um, you you need to be able to be open to varying interpretations 
of a character like this. Batman, you know, among all the, the you know, the DC characters in general, Marvel characters in general, you know, superheroes are modern mythology. So they're all true. They're all real. They're all valid interpretations. And realistic and grounded interpretations have their place. Um, you can do very interesting storytelling with that. But those aren't the only interpretations. Um, Batman stories for kids and Batman stories for adults are both valid. But, you know, on his surface, Batman's a fictional character. I mean, when I mean surface, but like when it gets down to it, Batman's a fictional character. He's a cartoon billionaire that dresses like a bat and fights an evil clown, a frozen scientist, and a reptile man. <laughs> That's what he does. Yeah. And mm -hmm. if all you want to do is say, well, you know, if Batman were real, he would just be taking it. He would just be a billionaire taking advantage of the poor and disenfranchised. You know what? Cool. Go, go write that story. Go write that story. But do it far the fuck away over there in a corner away from me. Because I don't read superhero books for realistic takes on things. Some people do, and that's cool, man. Do it, do you. But I'm not picking up Superman stories because I need a hard sci-fi reason for why he can fly. That is not my bag. And again, sometimes those 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 ground explanations. Uh, seep into things. I mean, hell, Mike, me and you had a great conversation the other day where I was able to give you a, uh, a, a scientifically grounded reason for why it makes more sense that Superman would be black and not white. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like, yep. yeah. And like, and that's, like, that's fun and that's cool. Here's the thing with that too. You're, you're a hundred percent correct. But the big thing with me, and I'm not trying to project this on everybody else. No, 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 I am. Um, I am projecting this. Um, everybody, chill the fuck out. If yep. Superman's black, cool. If Batman's black, cool. If Batman is doing ridiculous shit, cool. Like, it, just give things a chance. As somebody who tries very, very hard, whether it's in art or writing or podcasting, to be creative, nothing is worse than being stifled. There, there is no worse feeling than everybody shitting on every single idea that you have. There's nothing worse than it. Now, there are certain tenets to each character. If you're going to be writing a character, you're writing Superman, you're writing Batman. There's certain things that have to be that character. Superman, originally an alien, came to the, uh, the planet Earth, was raised by Earthlings, got his sense of right and wrong, justice, all those things from his parents because they had a strong moral compass. And then is taught by his father, his alien father, that he's there to protect and give an example to humanity. That's it. Nowhere in there does it say that he has to be white, does it? No same, aspect of it. Nope. Same thing like. with Batman. What, what, what's the, what's the, at the core of Batman? Like it's dealing with trauma. Yeah. Someone dealing with trauma and trying to do something, trying to take something terrible that happened to them and make something good out of it and prevent that same pain from being caused, uh, being brought on other people. Hey, I want to ask a question real quick. Raven, as, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. your first like exposure to Batman was Adam West. And like, I think all of us were in some way, shape or form. Again, mine, I, the first thing I remember is, is um, Super Friends, watching that as a kid. Mm -hmm. 
like as a little kid. But like, do they expound upon anything in the Adam West Batman that like, hey, your parents were, were killed and that's why you're doing this? Or was it just like, I'm Batman and I'm doing cool shit and here's Robin and we're running around in tights. Hey, we're climbing up a building sideways. Like, did they ever go into the trauma that was his parents being murdered and that's why he is who he is? Not really. At least to the best of my knowledge, they never really jumped into that. Like, they, just thought about he alluded, that. He alluded to it probably like once or twice of just saying like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I didn't have a happy childhood. Like, I, this is just, you know, this is just how the world works and stuff. Where in that certain Adam West way where it's just like. He's telling you this horrible, gut-wrenching story, but it's still just almost like listening to Mr. Rogers tell it. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah, there or was like, a very sad time in my life and everything, but now I'm older. And so, like, never never an instance where you're just like, oh, man, you need a hug or something? Like, so I can, I can I can tell you, he does say it once, and it's in the first episode, and then never again. You're... Bruce Wayne says flat out, my parents were killed in front of me. <laughs> and so that is why I took on this this life of uh, uh, vigilantism and, and and bringing justice to, to, to criminals. And that's and it? That's it. That's wow. all you get. Wow. And that's all you, all you need to know. There you um, go. It's, it's a fairly expository scene. Um, but that, yeah, you, you get the one time and that's it. Uh, I only know that because uh, I picked up the... Uh, the Blu-ray of the entire series. Um, and we started watching it from the beginning and I was like, Oh, he actually does talk about that. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm trying to find my thing. Um, and, and we'll end on my thing. Um, but before we MC, I want your take on this, man. What, what's, what's your take on what we've seen with Batman? And then we'll go ahead and, and, and wrap up here. I mean, uh, Raven and Rambo pretty much, they, they've summed up like a lot of this stuff that I, probably I, I probably would have uh, would have said here i just um i, I just get I, like i i love memes i love memes is probably one of the greatest things the internet has ever produced but i i really hate that this like the memification of batman is why we even have to like have this whole section of the yeah. podcast to begin with because people mm-hmm. have taken this this complex character that has existed for for 80 plus years that has had many different writers, many different runs, uh, many different men under the cowl taking on taking up uh, the mantle, and somehow it somehow because of the way the internet is, it just gets reduced to, you know, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos in a bat costume is beating up poor people for selling weed. <laughs> like oh god, <laughs> like. It's like if you if you know anything about the character, if you've been exposed to the character in any iteration, whether it's Adam West, whether it's the the uh, animated series, uh, or whether it's any of the films that have come out in the last uh, 15 years, I'm not sure how you arrive at that conclusion. <laughs> but honestly, man, I I found that it's it's usually not fans. It's usually people true. who don't enjoy the character and don't enjoy you know, comics in general necessarily that I'd want to start talking that shit. Talking that shit. (laughs) And uh, and it's like, it's the fact that they're not fans that they don't know better. (laughs) Because anytime I hear people say something about, well, you know, if he just, if they were just universal basic income in Gotham, that'd eliminate like 99% of the problems. And I'm like, 
I'm like, you know, the Wayne Foundation literally exists to give away his wealth, right? <laughs> That's the literal reason the foundation exists to, to give away this boatload of money that he has. Like, it, it literally exists to try to create to try to create the city to try to create a city that doesn't need Batman at all. And yet what you're dealing with are still corrupt police, corrupt politicians, organized crime syndicates. That that want power, that are fighting for power in Gotham. I just I think that secretly people who say stuff like that they they hate fun. They hate stories. They hate things that are enjoyable. (laughs) Like right, and and the other thing people have to realize too, um, when when you really look at the most popular superheroes that that exist, Batman is really the only one of those heroes that is equipped to deal with ground level issues. Mm -hmm. You can't like Superman's an alien. He's not he's not from here. His, 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 he's not from here. The goth, the issues that that plague Gotham that that are kind of similar to the the real life issues that uh, that we have here, like police brutality and and, and you know some other stuff. You can really you can cre- Batman is a good hero for you to, for you to be able to craft a lens into that. Like there's a I remember there being a run a few years ago about uh, Batman uh, stopping a, a cop from shooting an unarmed black boy. In an alley, and yeah, you can you can you can do that hero with you can do that story with you know with with uh, with with uh, any other hero you can think of, but I feel like Batman because he's a grounded hero because he doesn't have superpowers and and superhuman abilities. He's literally a man in a suit with his gadgets and and his intelligence. Like he he he's a it, it, like if you really want to do real life. Uh, uh, a real life portrait into issues, then yeah, you use the bat. You can use the Batman character, but also as we've all said throughout this, like there are many different iterations of the character. We're getting a Black Batman in January for crazy. Mm-hmm. Like there have been so many iterations of this character. There are so many different stories that that are told. Batman's politics have always been complicated because there are so many people who have written the character, and the times have changed. So that's always that that's always been at the forefront of, of what you've seen. But like just to reduce 80 years of writing and history to just, you know, billionaire beating up poor people, which isn't even true. Nope. And it's just it's just ridiculous. On top of that, too, I think that, Raven, you're going to need to uh, copyright the uh, the rain barrel of fanboy tears <laughs> because first off do it and then sell them because I will buy one because I cannot yes. wait for the fanboy tears of Black Batman I am so excited uh, about that oh, yeah. Bo- Batman has never been black before well guess what motherfucker he is now well it, and it, it's it's such such a great opportunity for all these assholes who keep insisting that they're not racists. They just want it to be true to the character. Okay, you know what? Fine. Here's a new character. It's not Bruce Wayne. It's a brand new guy who happens to be Batman and happens to be black. That's that's okay, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's why, what why you've been saying. Name? Why does he got to be <laughs> Batman? Why why can't he be uh like? Another kind of nocturnal flying mammal creature. Why is he got to be Batman though, huh? Why is he got to be Batman? There's like, there's millions of animals in the world. Why he got to be Batman though? 
Just well, told the black fat. What's the problem? <laughs> Which, and it's funny that you would say that because I, I can't remember where I saw it recently, but I think it was, uh, it was probably on Twitter where somebody was, uh, kind of talking out of their butt about how, oh, well, I, there need to be more, uh, more black superheroes, but there need to be, oh, black superheroes don't have Kid Cudi. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> where, he was, where they were saying, like, well, they don't need to have the the word black, you know, which you know, fair, because that's that, that's. You know who he was talking? He was referring to Black Adam. That was the inspiration behind that whole <laughs> black that Adam whole black. entire comment. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I guess Black Adam is technically half black because isn't The Rock like half black, half Samoan? I mean, the, yeah. the Rock is, yeah, but. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm just being stupid. That's cool. The rock's half black. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that, that just adds this extra, like, thick richness to that dumb shit. <laughs> it was good before, but now it's got its own sauce after basting in its own juices for several days. Ew, it's just mwah, delicious. Like, one thing in particular, you know, and it made me think of this, uh, I think, was something that you said, Rambo, earlier, where it was just... Uh, for the people that, that think that Batman has to be a specific thing, I'm almost positive that none of them have read uh, the Bat manga by Jiro uh, mm-hmm. Kawada. It's a, so back in the 1960s, for whatever reason, uh, this, uh, this mangaka named Jiro uh, Kawada decided to make some specific Batman stories for the Japanese market with completely brand new uh, villains and everything, uh, one of which has the absolute badass name of Lord Deathman. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. And the stories are fantastic, but for the longest time, uh, like they just weren't available to the U.S. And it wasn't until, I want to say, about maybe two, three years ago that DC finally started printing them again. And they are insane they're so funny and so it's so great but if you gave you know one of these families that book and just kind of said hey you know this is a batman story that i'm pretty sure you haven't read before which i have done in my store when they're looking for batman things i'm just like hey you seen this and they look at me funny like what's that that's not a batman book and i'm like it's got Batman in it, my guy. And <laughs> yeah, see, he's got his ray gun. <laughs> and he's got, and he's got uh, Robin in here, which I need to find the panel because it is so funny. It's literally Robin trying to to square up with an old lady. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, it is. Those books were great. And they were great for the fact that they were creative and they were different and they gave you a different perspective on the character uh, through the lens of a completely different culture. And I think that for the people that just kind of want to stick to the one format of how they get their Batman, either it be just like through the comics or through TV shows or through anything else like that, like, that's fine. You can stick to the format that you like, but the format that you like isn't the be-all, end-all of that character. And I think a lot of people forget that. And I really and truly hope that we eventually hit a place where we don't have these conversations anymore of just like, Oh, I don't think that guy's going to be good as Batman. Oh, I don't think that guy's going to be good playing 
the the Riddler or the Joker or whatever. It's like just just just, just silence yourself. Just just watch the thing. Just watch it. Because remember when everybody was talking shit about how they thought that Heath Ledger wasn't going to be a good Joker, yep. and yep. then that movie came out, and everybody was like, "Oh wow, that was really cool." It is 2020, and they are still selling that costume. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it it the fact that it it became such a thing that people uh, that people latched onto uh, it it transcended whether or not it was comics accurate or whatever. Nobody said that that Joker was comics accurate because because nobody cared. They just thought he was cool. Mm-hmm. So. Everybody take a breath. Everybody just enjoy the thing that you want to enjoy and let other people enjoy the things that they want to enjoy. As long as the thing that they're enjoying isn't horrible or a crime or, you know, a crime against humanity, just shush. Just shush. Shush, 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 shush. We don't need that. Just shush. In, in honor of our guest and her love of Adam West Batman, I want to end on this. One of my favorite Adam West, uh, Burt Ward moments from uh, the original series. Robin says, you can't get away from Batman that easy. And Batman <laughs> says, easily. And Robin says, easily. He says, good grammar is essential. Good grammar is essential, Robin. Robin, thanks, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's like you said, it's so... Adam West. It's so like he can do that as Batman while zipping yep. and powing and zowieing your face with multiple kicks and punches. But yeah, like and then correcting your grammar in the most polite possible way. So on that note, I'm going to go and wrap things up, guys. Thank you very, very much for tuning into another episode of At the Diner on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. We've got much more coming for you in store. Did a really cool podcast with a guy named Lee Delaney. Uh, he is the host of a show called Curiosity Cake. So check it out. It's on Twitter. Curiosity Cake, it's right there. It's on um, Spotify. It's everywhere that you can find stuff. His website is curiositycake.com. Really interesting podcast where he talks to just kind of a, a wide spectrum of, of guests. So he's interested in a lot of different things, kind of like we are here. So kind of found a kindred spirit there. You guys can check out my interview with him uh, coming up here real soon. But big thanks to our guest, Raven Smith. Uh, We also want to thank Mr. MC Brooks. We want to thank James Rambo. We want to thank all of our crew. Uh, Steve Monick could not join us. He is in cookie mode right now watching the kids as his wife makes billions of cookies. Um, But for everybody out there, guys, again, remember, stay safe. Make sure you're wearing your masks. Make sure you're washing your hands. Try to treat people with some monicum of respect, and above all else, don't be a juice bag. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been a Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs>